we're getting to a point where, listen, I can take the same Google search that you did in order to figure out what workouts to do. It doesn't, that doesn't make me special or it doesn't make you special. What makes me special is how I'm presenting the information and to who I'm presenting the information. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, it's Mark. And I don't want to be that doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a little bit of a wake-up call for you. Because we've been talking a lot lately about how the whole iOS thing has some advertisers flying blind. And when you sprinkle on some rising ad costs and supply chain issues, we've got a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. The bad news is that a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. But the good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out of this even stronger. So that's why it's important to focus on what you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, test. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the President of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you need to be focused on to the cutting-edge tactics and tools that are working today. Very special guest, I have Yogev Almog, a copywriting expert with Wellspring Media and a friend of the DM family. So welcome, Yogev. Thank you for having me, Mark. So right before we got started, we were kind of talking about some of the you know latest trends in copywriting, and you were talking about personality mm-hmm. is now being incorporated. So why don't we start with that? Yeah. So to begin, copywriting gets this bad rap. It gets this very salesy vibe. This it kind of it, it operates as the the salesman that's on the page rather than the salesman that you have to answer on the phone. And in the beginning, obviously because it wasn't there as much because we weren't really paying too much attention to it. We weren't really giving it the, like the, the, we weren't categorizing it. It was very easy to say, Hey, this is what we have. You can come buy it and people would buy it. And the more and more time goes on, the more we see that and the more we get saturated, it gets saturated and we just don't, we like, it starts to feel icky because we've seen it a thousand times. And we're like, that doesn't work on me anymore. That doesn't fit to me. And the largest thing that we need to start injecting into copywriting right now and what people, business owners in general, need to be thinking about is their personality and how they're coming off from a brand perspective and from their own their own personal brand. Those can be very different. Obviously, the personal brand and like the brand of a company in general. Regardless, both of them need to have some level of personality. You don't need to be the face in order to have personality injected into it. But the main point that I'm really getting at is because the more we're talking to people, the more people need conversations with us, they need to connect more with us. Like right now, there are about, you need about 10 to 20-ish, 11 to 22-ish touch points with a client before they go from cold to to bought, to to like sold on the product or the Mm -hmm. service or, you know, whatever you're selling. And that's a lot of touch points. That gets very stale very quickly. If you're saying the same thing over again, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, it it gets exhausting. And people are just going to start opting out. The more personality you can inject, the more connectivity you can have with people, the easier 
time you're going to have with fostering that relationship, because that's really all copywriting is. It's, it's utilizing, it's like fostering a relationship so that you can create some sort of connection with them and sell them on something they need. Love that. Well, and I love the concept of personality. So let's let's touch on that. So with a specific sure. brand. So I know you worked a lot with courses and, mm-hmm. and kind of coaches and, and that kind of market. How do you inject personality to say somebody who's just trying to sell their course about, let's say, having a better marriage? So okay, having a better marriage is a little, little bit of a little bit of a difficult one, just only because we're touching on the kind of like the therapisty type of area, but it's ultimately it comes down to communication, right? And when we're talking about selling a course about how to have a better marriage, communicating better, creating an environment where you're feeling love, you need to have that nurturing character. You have to show them what that looks like. If you're not showing them what that looks like, if you're very robotic, if you're if you're coming off like like a doctor of sorts, doctors don't need to have personality. Why? Because you know it's you're not going to them. To, to connect with them. They're giving you a prescription or they're diagnosing you and then they're off. You need to connect with someone. If you're going to sell something that is very personal to me, I need to know that you at least have some sort of relationship to it and that you're not just here to pass this off and make the next sale. Like relationships, marriages, that whole entire area of communication is incredibly personal. And to trust that you know what you're talking about and you know what you're talking about in such a way that it makes me feel seen and heard. I need to know that I'm kind of like you, like attracts like. So if I don't have that, that feeling that you and I are similar, that we come from the same place word we use for it is it's an old Latin word sanguinity. So it means of the same blood. If we're not of the same blood, if we are not the same I don't feel like I can purchase anything from you or connect to you. And I just, I'm, I'm going to find someone who does. For the, <laughs> the copywriting perspective, and, and let's just mm-hmm. use a, a landing page or, you know, some sure. kind of lead magnet type page for, you know, the, the example. How would you communicate all of that into sentence one, sentence two, sentence three, that kind of thing? I, if we're going to put it into a, a smaller, shorter form thing, it's, it's, it's showing expertise. And it's understanding who that person really is, like the problems that they're dealing with. So people who have issues within their marriage, they, they know what specific communication issues people are having. Like they've been through it, so I can talk to you about it. So if you bring up something incredibly specific, like I don't know how to communicate with my wife when I'm activated. When I, when I am upset about something, I let my emotions get the better of me. So the line would be understand how to communicate effectively while still having your emotions hurt because people will take their emotion and they just project it and anger comes out and it gets directed at the human. And that's not what's really happening, right? You're not really angry at the person per se. You're angry at what's happening in the situation. If you're in a marriage, you have to connect with the person, you know, you're, you're in it together. Not, you're not against each other. So if you're coming from that perspective and you're showing people, Hey, look, this is, this is the thing you need in order to not be arguing with your spouse as much. That's going to resonate with them. They're going to be like, Oh, this person knows what I'm talking about. And they have some sort of practical unbiased outside perspective that is, that is easy for me to, to tack onto for easy for me to understand. 
Okay. So, so in terms of like the hook, the hook would be, mm-hmm. you know, Bob's angry, but it's not because Sally, mm-hmm. you know, left yeah, her so, shoes in the closet again or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bob's not angry because Sally didn't put away her shoes. Bob's angry because he doesn't feel hurt. Hmm. And coffee. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it, it comes down to, you know, like show, showing what the problem is and then showing what the, what the problem is underneath it. It's, we typically talk about problem and pain and, and your problem and pain are very, very different. The problem is the overlying thing. So the problem is, okay, Sally didn't put away her shoes. The pain is I don't feel heard. And because I don't feel heard, I don't feel respected. Hmm. And that's not how I should feel in a relationship. I should, I should be respected in that sense. So why, why am I not being respected and then you go down the spiral and, you know, in the, in your mind, you're going down the spiral of like, well, is it something that I'm doing? Am I not setting enough boundaries? Have I set those boundaries? Am I, do- it's getting them to think about it and to think what's going on underneath there. That's why like a sentence can be so nuanced. That That's like my favorite thing is you can use one sentence and I can dig into it for about five, 10 minutes as to why that sentence is doing X, Y, Z for this, for this user. Cause it's, it goes that deep but it's subconscious. That's like the, that's the beauty of it. We're not thinking about it top of mind. So, so in terms of just the structure of copywriting, you would do problem solution or would it be pro- like for us, we, we have like a VSL or, or video mm-hmm. sales letter structure is really about problem hammer mm-hmm. on the problem. And mm-hmm. then you eventually get to the benefits of the solution and so on and so forth. Do you have a similar type structure? Cause I know the, the whole point of copywriting is get, people to read yeah. the first sentence and then <laughs> to read the second sentence. <laughs> yeah. So, so forth. So I have, I have a handful of these frameworks that just sit in my brain at this point. So it's the, the common one we hear is, is problem agitate solution. And that, that is generally a good, easy framework to work on. When I'm looking at copy, I'm really looking for three things. I call it the three C's it's to, it's to captivate them. It's to connect with them and it's to convert within captivating it's that it's getting their attention it's getting them to get drawn into it so within that that's where we're going to talk about problem agitate solution it's it's presenting the problem showing them what's happening underneath the problem activating them but not not getting them to add like agitate is almost feels like the wrong word Mm -hmm. to me it does at least what I what we use in Wellspring Media, John, myself, and Brett keep talking about is poke, don't stab. So mm. when like we're so when we're starting out with a conversation with someone, we'll say they're just a cold lead. I'm not going to go directly in on the pain of that problem. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell them that this is you know your marriage is going to cease to exist if you don't have this problem fixed. That's not the conversation they even want to be thinking about. That's that's almost like. It, you're you're in, you're in distress at that point, but you want to talk about how, you know, the, it, it's, it, this stems from an, a feeling of disrespect and that can lead to larger issues, more arguments. And that, and that's, that's an issue deeper within your relationship that needs to get worked on, needs to be discussed. So it's definitely not agitate, maybe poke. Like so, tease, yeah. tease, <laughs> yeah, tease. Just you know, just do a little, so just like, a little you know, poke. It's, it sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's because you want you again. You want to come from this air of I hear you, I understand you, and then later on down at the page, if you know, if you're writing a long form sales page, then you can start talking about how all this stuff leads to divorce, and you can talk about what 
how big of a problem that is. But you know, it's it's being tactful in your copy and knowing where they're at and knowing in on the page where they're going to connect with, like how they're going to connect with you on these mm. things. Uh, I love that. Which is, well, is it, well, that's kind of that's a complicated topic. That was probably a bad. Oh example, yeah. But, <laughs> but so let's go. Let's go switch it. Let's switch over to sure, retail. You know. Yeah. So I, I've been talking about jewelry a lot lately. So mm-hmm. and specifically with engagement rings. I, shoot, I come back to marriage again. Okay. Don't do that. It, it's, 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 <laughs> we can do it if we're on that topic. I mean, no, a bunch of my friends way. are getting engaged. So it's, no, I'm, yeah. I'm within that realm right now. All right. Well, let's, let's go different. Let's just go custom sure. jewelry. So I have, mm-hmm. back in the past, when I had an agency, I had a brand and she made custom jewelry from pieces that were taken from all over the planet. So she'd actually mm-hmm. find a jeweler in, uh, say, Israel and she would import these little crosses and they were all handmade, super mm-hmm. custom. And then she'd make the jewelry. So, how could she take that one piece and add the personality and the three C's that you're talking to to help sell that one piece? If she's <laughs> yeah, like, of course, I need a product page that sells people on a one of a kind item. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? The problem isn't so much. Okay, so if we're, if we're dialing this back into something that is more like a physical product, we tend to think about features and benefits. So the feature, what it, what it's going to give you. So what it is, and then what, that does beyond just the having the thing. So mm-hmm. in this particular sense, if you have costume jewelry that is one of a kind, it's uniqueness. It's you're you're gonna talk about how unique this particular item is. And when you wear it, you're going to feel better, right? So we're we're really selling emotion. At any given point, we're selling a different emotion and a different feeling. The old example the other example about marriage that we're we're selling them, you know, a little bit of fear, but hope at the same time Mm. that this can be fixed with costume jewelry. We're selling them not fulfillment, but happiness in a way, joy, excitement, novelty, Mm. these things that are, they, they seem to be very surface level, but they go a lot deeper because it's the, like the way you look is, is part of an expression of who you are. So if you're picking something that's unique, you're trying to tell people, hey, I'm different. I'm I'm someone, I'm not the generic person that you see on the street. I'm not the non-playable character in the video game, right? It's it's showing that I have this style, I have this flavor, and I want to be recognized for that flavor. I want to be recognized for how that, for how I look and and I feel good doing this. And when I feel good, I act good and kind of everything stems from there, right? Like you, mm-hmm. it, like it kind of brings this cascade of, I, you, you can't directly put these two together, but like, hey, you buy this costume, jewel, costume jewelry, you're going to feel great. And like, maybe you're going to get a date or maybe, maybe you get a raise or maybe you get, you know, they does it like whatever the actual end goal is. It, it's, it's hard to sometimes connect those things, but a lot of them are really connected. Like they're just oh, they're yeah. very intertwined. Well, for, for us at Digital Market, we have what we call the customer avatar canvas, which has a mm-hmm. section for before, and here's your ideal customer, and here's what they were like before. So in this case, it mm-hmm. would be, you know, Sin had jewelry from Tori Birch, and all her friends had the same jewelry, and, and it was all generic and really didn't say anything mm-hmm. about her because it was so regular. And then yeah. after she got the product, now she has a story to tell behind her jewelry and people are asking her questions and she's the life of the party because everybody wants to know mm-hmm. where she got that thing that nobody else can get. So mm-hmm. 
you know, because I think when we first started talking, you were saying how you examine, you know, your clients' expectations, their mm-hmm. admired brands, their admired things. And then you have the other approach, which is the the customer target market approach. Mm-hmm. Do you use both techniques for your copywriting where you, you say you need both client yeah. satisfaction so, and target market? Yeah. So you need to, there's, there's a need to figure out who the person that is actually selling the thing and the person they're selling it to. So I need an avatar basically for both of those people. I oh, need to, like yeah, you need, you need two avatars realistically. And even, even if we want to get even more complex, you start out with two and you end up with six because eventually the more of the customers that come in, you're going to have a variance in in people. And obviously the bigger that you grow, you're going to have, you know, two, three, four different avatars. You have to recognize how to speak to them. Even more important, you have to recognize how to speak to three, four people, three, four of these different people, sometimes with the same copy. And that's, that's difficult because you want to be able to hit all of of their needs, all of their mm-hmm. desires. And that's important. That's that's why this can get so complex. I feel like a lot of the times people will uh, take copywriting as like a commodity. Mm. And it can AI be. AI can do you it. Know? <laughs> yeah, AI can do it. Well, here's the thing is if AI can do it, I mean, if you can go on to Fiverr, you can go on to Upwork and you can get someone to write Something. C plus copy for you, right? Yeah. Something for you. You're also taking a, a shot on that. You don't know that for a fact. You don't know how well they're going to do. AI, I will say, I, I'm actually very excited about AI copy. Not for the same reason that everyone else thinks, though. I think that AI copy is going to make... It's going to take the legs out from the mediocre copywriters. And it's going to enhance and make better copywriters like fantastic. Like The good copywriters, they're going to be great. The great copywriters, they're going to be faster. Mm. And that's going to, that's a huge difference because now you have a reference point, right? It's easier for me to put in all the search for all these parameters for what I want for this copy. And then I get it. And then, well, all right, I'm a human. I understand, I understand nuance a little bit more than an AI, I would hope. I would hope. (laughs) You take that, you edit it and you turn it into something fantastic. And that's, that's great. Now you can give more copy to people. You can, you're able to service more people. And that's, that's really special. The thing is, people want to be, a lot of people want to be lazy about it. And they're just like, oh, I'll just put it in here. And then it's going to be copy. And I'm going to put it on my website and see if it works. I'm like, yeah, it'll probably work. But is it really going to connect with your audience? Do you, does AI understand the nuance of human beings as well as you do? You have more experience. You've been living longer. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love you that point. So. Though. Because, you know, typical, you know, professionals, when you, you talk to someone, they're like, no no machine could do what I do kind of thing versus how you approach it. Where it's like, now it's going to be a calling method for the lazy, okay copywriters who won't be able to get a job because they can't beat, you know, actually just in terms of AI, do you have a recommended tool? I don't have a very specific one, but the two that I, that I've seen and that I I like Jasper and copy.ai, those are the two that I would, I would, I would look into test out, see how it feels, all that. There, it's funny that we're talking about this. We were kind of like mentioning it earlier, but it, the, the whole thing with like saturated markets, like coaching is a very saturated market with consumer product goods, very saturated market, supplement market, very, very yeah, saturated CBD. fitness, <laughs> CBD. Yeah. Like all that stuff is saturated. To me, that doesn't even scare me. That means I have more opportunity to go into those places and just do better. 
like if you have something that is good, if you are inherently good at what you do, if you have a good product and you can communicate how good that product is, you're always going to be able to make sales. Oh, always. Yeah. doesn't matter that I'm going up against all the other Amazon stores. If my Amazon store sells a better chair than the next guy, because I happen to understand why people want this chair deeper than just, oh, I, it costs this much. And like, it, that's going to get me a lot further. You know, the, when saturation happens to a market, it really only affects the people who are doing lackluster jobs yeah. and, or the people who are not in tune with those things. They're not understanding that there is something deeper going on here. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. your, your point about saturation because I think that's why your other point about copywriting going back to the personality-driven concept is so important right now because the saturation that's actually happening is information where it's everybody gets way too much information. So you can't just be okay copywriting. You can't just be generically, yeah, this is okay. Like you'll, you'll get some sales that way, but you won't, mm -hmm. uh, succeed in the long run or build mm -hmm. your brand, which, which ultimately that's what every piece of copy should end up doing. Not just sell the product, yeah. but should build the brand. Yeah. Every piece of copy is, is more brand equity. It's that's, mm -hmm. that's what it, it's your, it's recognition of who you are and when, what you're trying to cultivate. And you know, like, we can take like fitness, for example, like the fitness coaching and everything. There are really no new methods we say there are my new methods, methods the best which it's the, my <laughs> methods the best it's this it's that it's we're they argue so much it's just intellectual <laughs> property you're slapping a new name on the same thing that we've been doing for decades and there's nothing wrong with that there is absolutely zero wrong with that what's wrong is saying that this this method this brand new method like it's it's we're getting to a point where listen i can take the same google search that you did in order to figure out what workouts to do it doesn't, that doesn't make me special or it doesn't make you special. What makes me special is how I'm presenting the information and to who I'm presenting the information. It gets really hard when you're trying to write fitness programs for Gen Pop when, you know, there are people who are selling vegan workout programs. Like I have friends who are, who are very successful vegan fitness coaches. Hmm. And that's not a huge market. Like, let's be honest here. Veganism is it's it's available now in the United States. It's there. It's a lot more common, but it's not as big of a market as everything else. The point is, though, that people go to those guys, to those those instructors, because they they have something. They're talking about something that others aren't. They're connecting with them on a level that other people aren't. The vegan can go to the to the Gen Pop person. The vegan could probably get the same body as the Gen Pop person is is giving them out that, you know, they can substitute out a couple of things, but I'm meeting you where you're at hmm. as the, as the provider of the service of the product, I'm trying to meet you where you're at and bring you into my world. If you're still using legacy cloud storage, like Dropbox or Google drive or expensive unintuitive digital asset management tools to store your images and videos, listen up. Well, those are fine for teams who just need to store docs and sheets. They are terribly inefficient for marketing teams needing to organize, share, and collaborate on visual assets. Air's intuitive UI is purpose-built for visual assets. 
automatic content tagging, and powerful filters mean you don't even have to remember folder or file names. As long as you know what's in an image, you can find it in seconds. Modern marketing teams, including those at Google, Sweetgreen, The Infatuation, and Pattern have saved up to 10 hours per person per week by switching to Air. Air is the leading platform for marketing teams to manage and automate their creative operations. Learn more at air.inc slash digital marketer. That's A-I-R dot I-N-C slash digital marketer. Now, in terms of copywriting for, say, a product or individual service or program Mm -hmm. versus the brand itself, how do you incorporate the two? Like, do you take like a base copy, like here's how to describe the brand and then you apply it to the product or are you usually hired for the product and you can't really impact the brand as much as, you know, saying starting something from scratch. That really depends on how, on how you like, so if, if you're asking me to come in and do something, it really depends on how, how much wiggle room you want, how much you want to expand the brand. The goal is to write the product to to write something for the product that reflects the brand, the current brand you already have. But that's only if you really like what you have going on. Hmm. That's that it really Does that it's, happens? It's super <laughs> subjective. It, I mean, I've had moments where I've had to sort of restructure a brand. It's not a full, you know, my, we're not doing a full like mock-up of like here are your new brand colors and stuff. But you know, I've I've helped build some some companies from the ground up and they've asked me to just, you know, like they, they've I've interviewed them, we've talked about some stuff and then I come with a couple of ideas for the brand. They like it, they like it. That's all, you know, it's the, the two need to be married. The brand mm-hmm. and the product have to be married. Otherwise there's going to be a disconnect. Congruency is massive. Massive, okay. massive, massive. Yeah. So, so in that regard, because you know, for from a graphic design standpoint, you have your style guide where it tells you the fonts and colors and you know graphic elements and all yeah. that kind of stuff. From the copywriting side, do you have something that's equivalent to a style guide in terms of hey, we use the word fabulous to describe our product, so we're going to use the word fabulous, try to work fabulous in there. Do you have anything like that? So when I start to write for a product. I, I do every, I put everything in the frameworks and outlines and those outlines typically are the guide for how, how everything gets written. Mm-hmm. So I'll write, uh, we were talking about the, uh, the five part foolproof framework earlier, but it, it's, we'll, we'll dig into what that is in a second, but I have that set there so I can talk about the specific things and show how I'm speaking on the, uh, speaking on the product. Then if you really want a separate document, to, to have this sort of language guide, this, this, this etymology guide, this sort of, this is how we speak. You can move it over very easily, right? It's, it's, it's mostly a bullet point. So you move bullet points from this thing over to this thing, and then you just nix talking about the product and simply talking about the brand in general. That's what I love about frameworks. They're so easy to move things around. And with copywriting, it's very hard to sit there and start from a blank page. I know because I've done that entirely too many times before Wellspring Media was was built and we were operating in the way that we were operating. Daunting. Well, let's talk about that, that five-part framework that you mentioned. Mm. Great. So yes, five-part foolproof framework. It It's the foundation for all copy. So you can write sales pages with this. You can write emails with this. You can write ads with this. You can write VSLs with this. You can... Really, you can do just about anything with it. I, I, that's the beauty of it. We love frameworks. We don't love templates. 
rather, we don't love what people do with templates. All right. It's, we would rather someone understand the foundation of something and then use a template after the fact, because then you can move the template around. It doesn't become stale. You're not using the same thing over and over again. I have used this framework so many times over and every single page has no, there's no resemblance whatsoever page to page zero. And that's the beauty of it because I was able to move, you know, this, this thing around here, this, that, this there it's, it's, it makes a big difference. So five part foolproof framework, ton of alliteration coming at you right now. <laughs> the first part is positioning the problem. Second, painting the pain. Third, seeing the solution. Fourth, disclosing the data. Five, it's a mouthful, offering opportunity to overcome objections. <laughs> yeah, that's very specific. I like that. Yeah. Well, the thing, the beauty of it is that you have, you really satisfy every single need of copy from there. So you need to be able to position the problem. What do you, what's happening? What, what is this, the issue that you're dealing with right now? How does that manifest in your life? How are you seeing it happen? What is it affecting? Painting the pain. All right, fine. What is it affecting? But how does that affect you? How do you feel about that? What does that say about you? What is it? You know, we're, we're trying to get into their head and build out, you know, like what, like what fears are coming up? What are you, what are you anxious about? What? what would look good for you in this particular sense? What is the life that you want? Where, where are you at right now? Where's the gap? All of that. And then we start to talk about seeing the solution, not necessarily my solution, but what is the solution? How do you go about it? So it's, you know, when we're talking about, we'll say losing weight, fitness on that, on, on that vein, we're talking about the type of mechanisms in fitness that we're using. So we're, you know, we're also adding nutrition into it because nutrition and fitness are, are largely connected. It's not just eating the right things. It's eating in an organized manner in a caloric deficit. So a caloric deficit is the solution. It's using, you know, like not necessarily high interval training, but maximizing your hour that you're in the gym and only doing it three to four times a week because we also have to make recovery a part of the process. You know, the people who are doing seven days a week and they're doing cardio every single day, you're going to get fatigued. You're not going to have, like it's, it's creating what is the thing that's going to help fix what is happening to you, what is going on. Disclosing the data, all the information that you can possibly think of. So that's testimonials, that is statistics, that's studies, that's you know, everything like it could even be conversational stories, right? So uh, you can have a story that is a piece of data because, you know, like I lost 25 pounds doing this method. Like that's that all of that is data that they need. And that's sprinkled throughout the whole entire process, but offering opportunity to overcome objections. Here's my, here's my offer to you. Here's the thing that I'm giving you. Here's the program that I built. So you don't have to find all those solutions. And you don't have to do all the research that I've been doing for five years on this, 10 years on this. And then you go into like actually talking about the objections. You're not, you're not like saying, oh, is, are you objecting about this? You're thinking about why wouldn't, what would stop me from buying this? And then giving the answer for how to overcome that. What is, so if it's, if I don't believe that, like if I'm like, oh, I'm skeptical, right? Like I don't, I don't think it'll work for me. Well, I have proof that it's worked for all of these people. And there's 
many different lifestyles that they have and they they come from very different walks of life. They all have different circumstances and it all works. It works for all of them. So if it works on a level like that for all of them, why wouldn't it be able to work for you? And then we start to kind of dig into why they have these limiting beliefs. Most of them are, you know, most of it's like time, knowledge, money. It's not that you don't have the money for it. You don't trust that you're going to be able, you don't trust yourself to be able to make the ROI of that. So like, you don't feel that you have the ability to, you know, bring back the 200 bucks that you spent on this fitness program as saying like, you're not going to do it. It's really what you're going to say. Don't have the knowledge to do it. Well, it's not, you don't have the knowledge. I'm giving you the knowledge. (laughs) That's, you know, we're, we're doing that. I don't have the time to do it. You don't know how to prioritize it. You're saying you don't believe it's a priority. Well, let's make it a priority. Let me show you how this becomes a priority. We do that through the pain and figuring out what they're, you know, what issues they have with that. But it really all comes down to getting those objections knocked out. By the time you actually see a buy now button, they're like, I, I have to buy this. <laughs> They've spent so much time on a page. That's why some of our pages are on the shorter end. But you know, I, I'm sure you guys saw the uh, the captivating copywriting sales page that we that we have. It's seventeen thousand words. There's so many words. We were definitely puffing out our chest about it. But the thing is that we, I've, I've done the tracking on the page. People will sit there for an hour and a half to read the page. They'll sit there and read it because it's good copy. It's engaging. It's getting them from one sentence to the next. It's going through all the objections. And it's just, it's just well-written. You know, like I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the the shoulder (laughs) for that one. It's, it's well-written. And that's what's going to keep someone engaged. It doesn't matter how long or how short it is. It's, you know, the people keep asking me about that when we're talking about sales pages. It needs to be as long as it needs to be. If Makes you can sense. get the idea across in 5,000 words, fantastic. If you can get it in 17,000, I don't suggest you do it because you, those are a lot writing. of long nights. Yeah, you, you have <laughs> to really enjoy it. But it it's doable on all fronts. It's just a matter of how effectively are you communicating? No, I love that. I love the five points because it really simplifies the process into something that, Mm -hmm. you know, because all marketers have to know copywriting. Like, I don't think there's a marketer that's like, I don't know how to write a hook or I don't know how to get attention, that kind of thing. From that perspective, though, somebody who's, say, an okay writer was one thing you would suggest to them on how to improve their copywriting skills, like, or just a tip they can incorporate into what they already do. I got two tips. Can I do two tips? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) So... There is a, one's a more practical tip and the other one's a little more, you know, a little more fun. So the first tip is just consume copy and start to dissect it. Start to read copy from other people and copy that you like, like have an objective, have an opinion on it. Like actually feel like, oh, this connects with me, oh, this doesn't connect with me. Then ask, why? Doesn't this connect with me? Oh, this sentence really, really got me all messed up. Like I just didn't. It felt icky. I felt like I was being sold. We, like, we have this own little, like, mission to to break down bro marketing. We identify that as the, you know, as the guys who are selling the Lambo, the lifestyle, the big houses. The, I mean, for lack of a better way of explaining it, but you're trying to yeah, sell the rapper life description, and. And it tends to be very, very jarring and very much like you need to get this done. You need to do this. And like, like if you don't, like you're just going to be a loser and that it's, that's all over the place. And we just don't think that stuff like that sits well with us. That doesn't sit well with me. 
it probably did when I was like 18, 19, but like, I'm, I'm in a, I would like to think I'm an evolved person at this point And that doesn't really affect me. I'll listen to ice cube, but I'm not, I'm not sitting there. <laughs> you know, like I'm not sitting there thinking like, wow, I wish I was like Biggie. Like, no, yeah. I'm sorry. That's just not money, my I would do that. Like, no, you wouldn't. Well, some guys wouldn't, but <laughs> some guys would, but they'll, they'd get bored of it really quickly. And then there's this lack of fulfillment. That's a whole another conversation we can get on, but it really comes down to analyzing copy, rewriting it, writing it again and again and again, all the stuff that you like, start to write it and start to like underline stuff. Why does this work for me? Why do I like this? And then you just start dissecting it piece by piece. Once you go back through your notes, well, you've written it a handful of times. You've highlighted the things that make sense. Next time you go to write something, whether you consciously know it or not, you're going to implement those things. Hmm. And that's great. Second thing that is, it's still about consuming, but it's a lot more fun. Consume a lot, a lot of media, just Hmm. TV, movies, you know, Instagram doesn't necessarily, Instagram and Facebook, you don't necessarily have to do that, but consume a good amount of media. Like I watch so many TV shows and movies and thinking back to it, I, I thought that was like a, a lazy practice. I thought I was just being lazy. I'm soaking in all the information. I'm soaking in good ideas and different perspectives, different way people are talking, different ways that, you know, like people are communicating. It's, there's so much there in the media that we have. Like even in trash TV, you can start to, you can start to like analyze that and figure it out. Like I, I loved Island. I don't, I can't tell you why. I mean, I can tell you why. It was absolutely ridiculous. It, part of it was scripted for sure. But I was you, about to say because yeah. my my wife makes me watch the the Bachelorette, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I could try to find some value in this. <laughs> it's tough, there, but you could. There is aspects. There is. It's if anything, it can be. Wow, people can really be that manipulative, or people can really be that not like gullible, but like trusting. Oh no! Even, I, I go more like, "Wow, how did this boring person get on this show? Give me mm-hmm. the jerks." <laughs> I'm actually looking for the. I mean, you watch TV. I want the audition. Like, yeah, yeah. You want like, man? I want. Where's the bad guy? The bad guy that's going to mm-hmm. screw up and you know mess everybody's <laughs> night up. Like that's what's that's what gets viewers. But that, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm analyzing for attention and interest because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just boring as hell. Of course, big piece though as well the story. Like you said, when, when is the bad guy going to come in? You start, when you start to watch stories over and over and over again, you see patterns, Mm -hmm. the hero's journey, whether you've read the book or not, you've seen so many movies and TV shows like Hercules, very, very, very specifically Hercules or Mulan, or uh, I'm, I'm really only naming Disney movies, but like you can take any movie and you can put it through the hero's journey and you can see the whole entire circle going because it's it's no. what we love to see actually you used to see it if you actually watched the live action mulan from the original mm-hmm. mulan the original mulan was all Very about different. struggle teamwork mm-hmm. you know progress and and rising to the occasion and then real live action mulan was she's a superhero and she's better than everybody and everything and there's no struggle and then it's like mm-hmm. oh what the heck? <laughs> like they, they didn't do as well. The model. Exactly. It's because it was terrible. <laughs> you can't root for somebody who's like, oh yeah, that person's perfect. It, you know, Superman over there, like whatever. Mm. 
<laughs> I can't we even. need the underdog. Even Superman is an underdog. There is some level of vulnerability yeah. with him. Yeah. He, well, he also has a weakness. It's his weakness is kryptonite, but his weakness is he's incredibly human. Oh yeah, he is too human. so flawed, and and his flaw comes from this like nobility, this white knight syndrome, this I need to be better than other people, and you can see how that you know him being the better person, the better person, oftentimes gets him into trouble the first time around he makes you know he he is noble and the villain beats him the first time and then he goes back he licks his wounds lois gives him a little pep talk and everything and you're you're better than that you're better than all of them come on all that and then he obviously he succeeds the next time around no that's that's the story well, anyway, we could talk about story all the time, <laughs> all all day long. But I, I think those are awesome tips, and I think it, they're so easy. And I like your your point about like don't be guilty about consuming as much media as possible because mm-hmm. I think subconsciously you are consuming stuff that you're gonna put to use later on, whether you realize it or not. That awesome idea you just had probably came from, you know, Mulan. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I can track it I back. Have this idea. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find out more about you and, and what you guys do? So you guys can go to wearewellspringmedia.com and you can sign up for our newsletter. I will go in and include the five-part foolproof framework just so you guys can get that. We'll also have like a good amount of content going on there, some blogs and stuff. So that's that's going to be available. You can find me on Instagram, yogev.almog. You can find my business partner, John, at john.romanello or John Romanello, which, whichever one it's, it's, it's very easy to find and Brett a little harder to find, but it's Brett.Kaufman26. The 26 helps. Ship, 26 sorry. helps. Yes. But Brett Kaufman's Not a super, super common name. Yeah. <laughs> 26 better than 25. There you go. Well, thanks again for coming on. I think that you made some awesome points, good tips, love the framework. And I think, you know, our audience will really enjoy implementing some of those techniques. I'm glad you guys had me here. I'd love to come back whenever you guys have a chance. All right. We'll definitely do that. All All right. right, So thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can get access to all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.